Mully and Hall. Live and local, Chicago Sports Talk for your morning on 670 The Score. You're not going to see me out doing appearances. Hell, I can't even sign my name anymore. And everybody's going to be speculating, where's, where's McMichael? What's wrong with him? Well, I'm here to tell everybody I've been diagnosed with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. When did you first realize something was wrong? For years, I thought my damaged neck, because I've got three ruptured discs in my neck that still need surgery. But initially, I thought my, my right arm started going dead. I thought, well, that's coming from the damaged nerves in my neck. So I went to the Mayo Clinic, you know, the Shining Star Hospital. And the, the initial meeting with the neurosurgeon there was gonna work on my neck. Uh, raised my arm up and dropped it and looked at me, this might be about something else. So they put me through a battery of tests. We think you got ALS. In denial, I went to Rush Hospital. Went through their protocol. Same diagnosis. You scared? Uh, I would be if I was a younger man. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. That's the voice of Steve McMichael being interviewed by Jared Payton on WGN-TV. And uh, really difficult stuff to, to hear. And we are uh, nonetheless delighted to welcome in Dan Hampton, the Hall of Famer, brought to you by the Alpamani Nissan Hotline, Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APNissan.com. Hamp, good morning. How are you? Morning, Dan. Hey fellas! Hey, listen. Thank you uh, for having me. And uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's the uh, voice of uh, stark reality hitting hitting us all right there. <clears throat> Obviously, the uh, the uh, the occasion is you know to talk about Steve. And uh, you know, over the, uh, the the last seven eight years, I've uh, I've been for pretty much front row with Steve. You know, after we uh, retired, I, I retired. Everybody goes their own way. He went, went into wrestling. And one thing, about eight years ago, I, I put the Chicago Six band back together. And Steve was a humongous part of it. And Otis Wilson, and we had a lot of fun, and we played a lot of gigs. And over the, the last year and a half, he started coming down with, you know, those symptoms where, where he couldn't feel and, you know, he'd hand me his Coke bottle and say, could you open this? You know, he, he you know, wants to take a sip of a pop. And, and, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, this, this isn't right. And just like Steve said, all old war horse football players, we've got a closet full of injuries that we can kind of blame and point to and say, well, I can't mow the grass today because, you know, I have my back or my knee and, well, as he said, I mean, too much to our horror. This has been the diagnosis, and uh, yeah, we're all we're all just basically shaking our heads. We're all stunned and just just so sad. Dan, where were you when you found out this was the diagnosis from your good friend, and and how do you even begin to process news like that, or would it would encourage or advise others to kind of you know deal and cope through with with what was a, a shocking. Touching stories, well told, but still the the shock of it is still sinking in here in Chicago. It is, it is, and you know, and, and let me just tell you guys, 
in part because of your program. You know, Molly and I, we've been great friends and, uh, yeah, on Channel 5 years ago, we used to, I used to love to, you know, talk and visit. Well, you, you guys have had a part in kind of putting that 85 team up on a pedestal and, you know, a lot of people say greatest team. All that being said, it's almost like we're, uh, super, human and you know nobody you know nobody's ever going to get old and nobody's uh ever going to you know fall apart and and then you know when we heard about walter and then of course the dave Duerson thing and then you know of course fridge said you know issues so now here we come to this point where another one of the the major faces of that team is having to deal with uh you know this life changing threatening uh, situation. It just it, it, we all we all shake our head, and you know when we put our head on the pillow at night and we say our prayers. You know, of course we we you know pray for our families, our wives, our kids, and all that. But then we think about you know our teammates. You know we were together a long time, and and there's a brotherhood. And Steve and I have been you know side by side for forty years. He came in eighty one, and I. Uh, uh, you know, I, I I don't know what that team would have been without him. Uh, he was he was a huge huge component of it. But to answer your question, what did I think? I in my heart of hearts, my wife Gina and I had had you know maybe suspected something because Steve had lost a, a, you know a, a, a lot of weight. When we first started the band, he was about three hundred, and and he saw a picture of himself and he said, "I look like a beluga whale." And I wanted to lose weight. And then so he started losing some weight, and he trimmed down. And we all said, how did you do it? And he said, I was starving like a supermodel. You know, Steve was always great with the line. The next thing you know, he's continuing to lose weight. And then, you know, over the winter, I begged him to go and try to get something, uh, you know, addressed. Whether whether or not you get your neck fixed, at least you know who, who, the devil in the detail, who what, what you can blame or put point your finger at and when he came back he called me a few days before christmas and told me what their diagnosis was and like he said in that in that bumper nobody wants to believe that i mean it's i mean you talk about uh, you know a lightning bolt of reality hitting you and he told me and i said no way no way no way you got to get a second and so you know sometime in middle late january we knew, and uh, and and you know, every day I wake up, I'm thinking maybe this is just a bad dream, and and somehow, some way, they got something wrong, and they didn't have the right test, and and and, but uh, unfortunately, it is what it is. And let me just say this: I've got a lot of friends that you know in my circle, and I told them, and I said, I don't know how I I would react if something like this was to happen to me. I mean, I'm just telling you, I'll be honest. I, I don't know. But I got to tell you, I'm, I, you know, I was so proud of, of the way our defense played, you know, all those many years ago. I don't think I've ever been more proud of anybody or anything on our football team than the way Steve has, has used his his courage. And to his wife, Misty's credit, they you talk, they're not feeling sorry for themselves. They're trying to figure out how, to deal with this the best way they can deal with this and as you know there's a couple of fundraisers and we're, we're you know we're we're not all in we're you know 
completely. And and we'll do whatever we, you know we have to do and 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 support him in any and all ways. But it still doesn't change the fact that this is a this is a very scary, lonely road that now he's got to go down. And we should let people know that there is um, there is a GoFundMe page. Uh, they're trying to raise one hundred and seventy six thousand uh, dollars. I'm sure they will shatter that. It's only been set up for a few days, and uh, you can find that. You can go to GoFundMe and and look for uh, Steve McMichael. You can uh, also purchase a Team Mongo shirt. Go to uh, obviousshirts.com/slash/collection/slash/teammongo. And you can buy a Team Mongo shirt. 100% of those sales are going to go to his ALS care. And there is a lot involved in that. And, I mean, I know the NFL, uh, you have insurance through the NFL, but there are a lot of things. That, you know, Steve said the, the wheelchair costs more than some cars he's bought, which is extraordinary. Um, and, and he's going to need help. And I know there are a lot of people listening that want to help, and those are a couple of ways to do it. Yes, sir. And – let me let me just say this about you know I was over you know a couple of weeks ago and Steve was able to still walk and now you know things have progressed where he's not not going to be walking much and, and and so things are you know rapidly progressing and and it, let me just say this that Brian McKeskey has been amazing. And we all want to take shots at the McKeskies and you know, and say this and that. I, 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 they don't, they, they don't come any better than Brian McKeskey, and he has the full backing of George. And you know, you can say what you want. The, 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 the board of the Chicago, it's the McKeskies. We know that, and they realize that. You know, of course, the uh, the huge figure that Steve was and is in Chicago Bear history. You know, I, I think he's the highest ranked. Uh, you know, on that top 100 players of all time, I, he's the he's the highest ranked player that's not in the Hall of Fame. Now, that in itself is <laughs> that is truly amazing. I, uh, you know, I, I like I said, I, I I wake up and you know we all count our blessings, but I'm I'm telling you, uh, it doesn't change the fact that. Uh, Pace and Nagy have destroyed the, 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 the draft the last few years. But at, at the end of the day, the, you know, the McCaskies are doing so much good for the McMichael family. I just want to, you know, stand and congratulate them. And, and Dan, as, as you sort of you, you get news like this, and I think it, it, people who are contemporaries of Steve McMichael probably try to it, it, it ponder your own mortality as a, as a former NFL player who has been through what you have been through but how are you feeling overall and and how how big is it the fact that not only the awareness but the empathy but just the fact that you have you know you you reference this he's using his platform to to spread a positive message as best he can through through all this adversity and that that's as much a part of Steve McMichael's legacy as anything um, as we start to kind of put his career and life in perspective. It really is. And, David, you know, again, you know, everyone has their own, like, uh, perspective on life. And, you know, I was always kind of a, a, a you know, a, I would be the first one to say, hey, why is it taking so long to get to the stadium? You know, a little whiner, a little bit of here and there. And, and Steve had a little bit of that in him, too. But to see how he has responded with this attitude, and again, 
like I said, you know, uh, you, it's not a pity party. And he's, like I said, trying to come to uh, you know, grips with the hand that he's been dealt. And you can't change it, the hand you're dealt. And for that, and, and, and essentially watching this three-month, you know, attitude adjustment of life and, you know, going over to see him. And, uh, again, I'm just uh, uh, so thankful that uh, he has that, that dimension to his personality. But like I said, it'd be, it'd be real hard for me to stay <clears throat> upbeat, positive, and, and, and things when you're, you're faced with something like this. And to his credit, um, he, he's been exemplary. By the way, you know, tonight in Oklahoma, uh, Buddy Ryan will be inducted into the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame. And I couldn't help but thinking about that when I was waiting for you guys to give me a, a shot this morning, that, you know, back in the, in, in the early days, when Buddy wanted to put together the, the, that, that defense, there were certain things that you had to have. But one of the most important components w- was unselfish, dominating defensive linemen. That didn't, you know, take off rest of passer every down. You had to protect the linebackers, Mike Singletary, Otis, and Will. And you know what? No one was better than Steve McMichael. He was truly a warrior, and that defense would have never, ever been anything like it was without the contributions of Steve McMichael. And, and you know, I'm, I, I just kind of shake my head tonight, you know, thinking, you know, your buddy's going into, you know, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, but – a lot of that is attributable to not only, you know, his schemes, but the actual players, and nobody was more important than Steve. Great stuff, Dan. Really uh, very moving, and um, I-, I did not know about Buddy going into the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. I, I do remember, you know, Steve was drafted, I believe, by New England, and then came into Chicago, as you mentioned, in 81. I remember just reading stories about the team, not being around the team, but seeing how like he would jump in, up into drills if, if you needed so he, he was so gung-ho from the minute that he joined. And, and you know, we know you and your personality and, and, you know, the alpha male stuff and how dominant you were. It must have been, you know, a great, a, a great kind of combination to meet a guy like that and the two of you becoming fast friends. That, that probably uh, has got to be one of the reasons things work so well for that team. I got to tell you, we were we were out of control, incorrigible. We look, we knew we were good, and we knew we we basically were the the badasses of the team, and would come out of the locker room, and Dick would be standing there chewing his gum, like looking at his watch, and would walk by and say stuff like, "Ha, tied in," and keep walking. <laughs> 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 oh, that's, that's great stuff, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Great catching up with you. Great talking. Take to care, you. Hamp. Thank you, guys. God bless.